Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast as England take a 1-0 lead in the three-match T20 series over in South Africa. Gareth Batty, Alfonso Thomas and uh, Steve Harmison uh, join me to uh, run the rule over the first T20. Steve, I'll start with you. Um, England, in terms of their selection and the way that they've set their side out, um, how close do you feel that they are to what would be their number one or their first choice side uh, if this were the World Cup starting this weekend? Yeah, I think they've got the right people out there. It's just get, getting people in the, in, the, in the right order and the right right row. I think the the batting unit, I think you could chuck anybody in one to five and say, right, off you go, because they, they're all comfortable playing playing in, in them rows, hence the way Johnny Bairstow played. The, the, the conundrum for me is what they do with a bowling unit, bowling attack. Pierce on the ball, trying to get wickets early doors, then I feel as though they've got three guys in the middle there that are very, very similar pace, try to do the same job, which is the ball in the pitch and take the take the pace off the ball in Sam. So that's Tom. Jordan, Sam Curran, Tom Curran. And Tom Curran. So yeah. I think it's it showed in this game we probably missed Mo and Ali. I still think, you know, we, if we, we are one batter too many in a in a lineup, that's my own personal opinion. I think you could fit Moen in at six. And you've seen the way Sam Curran finished the game there at number seven, which gives us six out-and-out bowlers plus Ben Stokes because there seems to be a reluctance of Ben Stokes bowling in this in this lineup. You know, all, you know, he only Morgan only used the five bowlers, so I still think there, is, there are questions to be answered, but they're good questions. They're good questions for England because the the players are are performing. There were some good performances. Yes, yeah, Milan didn't get any runs, Butler didn't get any runs, and Roy didn't get any runs, but that's going to happen in T20 cricket, especially with the likes of Rabada with a brand new ball. So all in all. 
great start for England. Um, and there might be some selection dilemmas, but I think actually they're good selection dilemmas for England to have. For sure. Difficult uh, choices to make, but they're all choices of, uh, of, of riches, you would say. Um, Gareth, a, a huge boost, a huge boon for uh, the think tank in uh, Owen Morgan and, and England's coaching staff that Johnny Bairstow in a new role at number four has come off straight away. Absolutely. Um, and, and actually, it's bought, one, uh, the development of the team a bit more time, but also Johnny Bestow, you would suggest, unless he has an absolute nightmare run of 10 games, is uh, nailed down now for the 2020. Is another guaranteed banker player in a position, and he will be given that amount of time to nail it down even more than what he already has done this evening. Um, I, I only see that as a positive. And if he keeps excelling in that role, it does give England the ability to leave a batter out potentially and get the extra bowling like Steve's talking about if they're reluctant uh, to get the volume of overs out of Ben Stokes if they're looking after his body and so on and so forth, which we totally understand. Um, you, you, answer, you asked Steve the question, is it what England are going to start with in India? I think they're going to need to get another spinner in somewhere. Um, and I think Moen needs to get in there somehow. Surely they'd, they'd just replace more than likely Tom Curran or one of the Curran brothers. Um, in the lineup that they had tonight, I mean the bowling lineup was was Sam Curran, Tom Curran, uh, Chris Jordan, Joffre Archer, and Adil Rashid. You'd you'd just replace one of those, wouldn't you? Potentially, but I, I truly believe, and we saw this evening, uh, there were some harsh realities for South Africa with a couple of their bowlers that, that found it very difficult. If you just go in with five out and out, and, and Stokes is the reluctant one, I think I don't think you're winning a, a tournament with that. I think you need six solid options, so you can actually get the right person fitting the role that is designated on any single one of those games within the tournament. And I feel you're going to need six out and out options. I'm not saying that Ben isn't obviously, but if the reluctancy is not to bowl him, they need to somehow get it in there. Well, I, I would imagine, uh, so not saying that you're wrong, but I would imagine that Stokes is. is is always going to be the, that sixth option. It's just a case of whether or not they feel they will need two spinners and, or, or five seam bowlers, which is what they've had tonight. So, I mean, the, the, the avenue is there for, for Moeen Ali to uh, play. Um, any, any worries, gentlemen, about the, uh, about the top order? I mean, J- Jason Roy has gone a, 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 a fair old run now without uh, making, making any runs in, the, in, in an England shirt. Um, and... The success of Johnny Bairstow at number four, whilst fantastic because it's a new role that he's been given, do you guys imagine that Johnny would perhaps prefer to be up top despite what he's done today? And does that mean that Jason Roy is looking over his shoulder? Yeah, I think so. I think I think each and every player has got to be looking over the shoulder because of how good this side is and the people that are on the sideline. And I'll throw two names that aren't in this squad who I think will come in contention when it comes to tournament play, and that's Joe Root, the England Red Bull captain and Chris Wokes, who was a very, very fine 2020 player. So, you know, the competition for players is there. Whether the, you know, the pressure is to, on Jason Roy at this minute in time, the England management staff love Jason Roy. The England captain loves Jason Roy. I think he backs Jason Roy to the hilt and I think he'll stick with him. And I think it's done him a favour by giving Johnny, getting Johnny in into that, into that team. So uh, into the, that middle order... <laughs> Has it muddied the waters a little bit? Possibly. Is it a good thing for England to have? Yes, it is. I still think it comes down to strong leadership because once this third T20 international is finished, I don't think Owen Morgan and the England England uh, management group are going to are going to have the luxury of having this squad of players together until they get out to India in October when the when the when the business stuff starts. 
Sorry, the, the the one question maybe that that Jason needs to answer is is this left arm spin thing? It, it's a, it's gathering momentum around the media world and, and opposition, and we do analyse massively as as teams now, and it's gathering momentum. He needs to address that, particularly with the World Cup being in India. That would be a, a question mark that needs answering. Okay, right. We'll uh, we'll hear more from uh, Steve Gareth and uh, Alfonso Thomas on the uh, South African perspective. But first, let's uh, head out to uh, Neil Manthorpe, who has uh, Johnny Besto with him. Johnny, well done. Um, it was 34 for three, and most teams consider consolidating at that stage, but that's not the way England play their cricket. Um, no, it doesn't seem to be that way, does it? Um, and I think that that's the um, amazing thing we've got about this group. Uh, like you say, we were 30 for three, and um, we know the strength and depth that we've got in our batting lineup. Uh, we know that we can uh, go out and, and play freely in, in the way that we want to, target certain bowlers, target... Um, certain overs uh, and look luckily it was my day today and uh, I'm, I'm delighted you've played many such innings for England and for other teams around the world but there are still some shots that you play and you think wow is your game still developing are you, are you still learning to hit the ball in different places in different ways um, yeah and that's the that's the beauty of it I think that my game is is evolving and um, and improving I think that uh, I genuinely believe that my my best cricket is still ahead of me um, because the experiences that you gain from playing in the IPL, uh, which I have done over the last couple of years, um, will definitely stand me in good stead in, in white ball cricket, uh, but also uh, playing against different people from around the world um, uh, on the highest uh, pressure stages, like in the IPL, like in the World Cups, um, like in Test cricket, is, is only going to enhance uh, your game. And look, I, I feel like I am evolving with, with my game, um, and hopefully the form can continue. Would you like to open, or are you happy at four? Or, or what about flexibility if, amongst several of you? Oh, look, I think that the beauty of our batting lineup is that you could throw um, six or seven names up in the air in whatever uh, way they fall, I think that you could walk out in. Um, so whether or not you're, you're batting at four, you're opening, you're batting at six, um, as long as you're playing in the, in the team, contributing and, and winning games of cricket for England, that's, that's the main thing, and that's the, that's the bit that we're wanting to build towards um, leading into uh, this next World Cup, and that's the first step today. And finally, do you believe that England have an intimidating factor and presence now? And is that something you, when you get opposition under pressure, or or when they think they've got you under pressure, the way you bounce back so powerfully? Do you think that's intimidating? I don't know. You'll have to ask the opposition. <laughs> um, I, I think that uh, the guys are putting in performances um, consistently. Um, and they're putting in match-winning performances consistently, whether that be with the ball or with the bat. Uh, and that's the exciting thing for this group of players. Thank you uh, very much, Manners. Uh, now let's get the uh, the South African perspective. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's always very special. Uh, as I hear, it uh, doesn't matter how many, how many times you've done it. I think um, the time away from the game, certainly for me, I can only speak for myself, but really made me... Um, Missed the game of cricket again, so you know to come back and to play for the protest um, for me will um, is still just as special as it always has been, especially um, against a quality time, uh, team like England. So yeah, this whole week I've been buzzing just to be back into the setup, buzzing in my hotel room, um, which has been great, but buzzing none the least. Thank you very much, uh, Neil Manthorpe. Uh, good time to bring in. Uh 
former South Africa international Alfonso Thomas. Um, what did you make of South Africa's uh, team selection and their performance this evening? Um, some positives because uh, at one point they were favourites to win the game. It was a, a pour over from Buren Hendricks that perhaps cost them it, but that shouldn't overshadow what otherwise was a pretty decent run out from them. Yeah, no, of course not. I mean, um, if I look at my notes, the few positives that stand out to me was Duplessis' form and the Cox form. I think from a betting side of things, if they look at that again, they would probably want one of those guys to do what Bairstow did, just kick on and go and get you that 80-plus that actually wins you a game, you know. Uh, uh, if you look at Fav got out when he wasn't 50-odd and the cock got out when he wasn't 30-odd or whatever he got. And so, yeah, certainly from a betting point of view, they would like one of those two senior guys to go on and kick on and get them the big score. I think from a bowling point of view, George Linder, you know, there's a young kid on debut who bowled fantastically well, absolutely brilliant. Um, he took two for 25 or whatever, but also two for 20. And then I also think KG Rabada was good tonight. From a negative point of view, I think there wasn't a big score of 80 plus, as I said, and South Africa would probably look at Shamsi that they would have thought was going to be big for them tonight. He just wasn't the kind of bowler that we all thought he might be. And then, of course, that big over of, um, I think it was Hendrick that went for 28. You know, to me, he was just trying to get too funky, just trying too many things. Just keep it very simple. Just keep it very simple. Just try and take it as deep as you can and well, see what happens. But you're always going to play catch-up if you are going to concede over of 28 runs. Heinrich Nork here was a, a real success in the uh, in the IPL recently and uh, you know, certainly hurried up a few of the England bats, but in the uh, earlier part of the year, you expect to see him in the uh, the second T20 international, wouldn't you? Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. If I also look at the warm-up game that they played in Paul, there was a lot more pace in that wicket. So I've, I can only imagine that they would probably leave out of Shamsi after the debut of um, George Linder. And you would probably look at Andrich Norkia coming in for that, you know, and that all of a sudden gives you the pace attack of Lungyungiri, Kahis Robara, and obviously Norkia, and then you throw in George Linder. Then they probably want to decide whether they want to keep Buren Hendricks for another game, or do they go with Andile Pechlokwayo, or they could probably chuck in a Dwayne Pretorius if they want to extend their batting lineup a little bit and use him as another bowler, but I think. I think Pretorius has got in the hamstring, hasn't he? I think he might be out for the out for the rest of the series. So their their options are are slightly limited. Yeah. I think I, I would suppose in that. But um, I suppose you can't legislate for a guy going for twenty eight off one over <laughs> when you've got the game in the bag. Um, Alfonso, yeah, thanks very much, Steve. I will leave the the last word um, with you. Uh, England will be largely happy with tonight. There's a little bit of ring rust, and that's only to be expected. Um, do you see them making making any significant changes to this 11? Alfonso just said that the pitch in, in Pal um, perhaps will have a bit more grass on it. Does that mean that the door stays closed for Moeen Ali? What would you do, if anything at all? I think I'd like to see a, a pierce on the ball. I would like to see a wicket-taking option in that first six. Bats is killing himself laughing and, and me wanting to get my... You know, he talks about his current boys. I've got Mark Wood in my boy. <laughs> I think England need a, a wicket, another wicket-taking option in that first six. 
And I think if they've got Pierce on the ball at par, Pierce on the wicket at par, I think that would be a good option. But also think it'd be a good option as well if there is a bit of Pierce in it. That Moen Ali comes into it as well because you know we all seen how 2020 goes. If you've got two decent spinners that work well in tandem, it does squeeze that middle middle period. And I think that was where you know both sides. I think England missed a trick in that in that middle period when Faf Duplessis and uh, Quentin de Kock. So. There, there was a good performance. I would like to see Wood play because I think he gives you a wicket-taking option in that first six. Um, and but it, you know, again, we talk about how difficult it is to get in this side. It's a fantastic cricket team and one we should all be proud of. Yeah, England uh, go one 0 up. Steve Halmerson wants to play fifteen in Pal. I'm telling you that that's not allowed. <laughs> um, you've been listening to uh, the following on podcast uh, here. Uh, join us from midday on Sunday for uh, round two of the T20 International Series, all on TalkSport 2. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 